1: Podcast. I am Nick DiGiulio. I am your host right here on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, home of amazing podcasts that you should check out. Uh, thank you to Ed and everybody at Radio Misfits. Thank you to Jason Skaggs for his wonderful audio work with themes and songs and all kinds of crazy sounds and all that cool stuff. Hey, be a part of the Nick Deep Podcast. We want you to be a part of it. We want to hear from you. Leave your voicemails 24-7 anytime you want. Anything you want to say, we want to hear. 773-417-6948. Emails, drop us anytime. NickDPodcast at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. We want to hear what you have to say and what you think. Also, if you want to be a sponsor, it's open for you. We reach a lot of people. Lots of people listen to this podcast. I thank you for that. But if you want to reach them, you want to advertise with us, it's easy. Contact us. Sales at radiomisfits.com, sales at radiomisfits.com to be a sponsor. Uh coming up on this uh episode and it is episode 65, we are going to be talking with our uh our, our old buddy uh Dr. Keith Lipinski, who is our pro our resident pro wrestling expert. Lots of crazy stuff happening uh at the big uh the big uh the big companies. They're the AEW and the WWE. Um, and they both have pay per views coming up next weekend. And in fact, AEW is going to be spending a whole week in Chicago, doing their two television shows and their uh, their pay per view in this very city. Lots of drama happening besides, uh, you know, behind the scenes, and uh, lots of stuff happening on those shows. So we are going to talk all things pro wrestling with our buddy Dr. Keith Lipinski, and that's coming up. My great friend Esmeralda Leon is going to join me. She is awesome. She joins me every single. Uh, episode to talk about all kinds of things. We're going to wrap up uh, the crazy neighbor stories because we've got some uh, some stories from some of our listeners. Oh, well, wait a minute. Speaking of crazy neighbors, hi,
2: I'm Carrie Russell and I love Nick's show.
1: Oh, thank you, Carrie. I love you too. Um, and uh, you know, we we have some 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 listeners and some subscribers, and we thank you. And you shared some emails and some stories with us. I'm going to share those with Esmeralda, but we got one that I wanted to share here. Right at the top here. This is kind of indicative of the kind of crazy neighbor stories that we love. And uh, this one was left at our voicemail. And again, anytime you want 24-7, leave your thoughts and your voicemails at 773-417-6948. And this guy did just that. Walkie J Jay.
0: Hey, Nick Giulio. How you doing? Long time listener. Big fan. And I'm glad you're away from that shitty car wash that you used to work at. You know? Anyways, I'm... Jesse Gonzalez, also known as Waukegan Jay. Waukegan Jay! Anyways, my story is uh, back in 2000, I used to live in an apartment in in, uh, Mount Prospect. And these neighbors were not bad, but it was surprising what happened. I was walking uh, to the lobby and these people just moved in about two weeks ago and the daughters were coming in as I was walking out. And as they're going up the stairs, they're like, hey, check out our asses. And I'm like, I look, and they moon me. <laughs> I was like, what the hell just happened? And they uh, went up the stairs and giggling. And uh I was like, okay, I went on my way. And when I went upstairs to tell my wife, she was also surprised. But we just left it off. So that's my story. All right. Love your show, man. Keep it up. And uh maybe I'll call it in. Eventually again, <laughs> you can scratch that part. All right,
1: take care, man. All right, I have several follow-up questions, Joaquin uh, J, and I thank you for leaving your voicemail. And again, anytime you want to leave a voicemail, if you have some crazy stories or thoughts, questions, anything about the about the podcast, please leave them seven seven three four one seven six nine four eight. Okay, Joaquin J. One, I'm curious and a little concerned as to the age because you were said they were daughters and they were giggling when they walked away. That's the first. That's the, fir- the first question I have. Is um, you know they they were moving in, and it was their daughters, and they were giggling after they showed me their asses. Okay, that's question number one. Now, assuming that they were of uh, you know uh, appropriate and legal age to be showing an adult man who's married his uh, their asses, uh, what happened after that? What kind of neighbors were they? Well, Keegan Jay, you just can't leave us hanging here. I mean, was was, was this the first of many incidences where you saw? Uh, their asses or their body parts or had any sort of, you know, connection with these couple of ladies. So uh, lots of unanswered questions. I think Joaquin Jay has left a fantastic neighbor, sto- crazy neighbor story and a quintessential crazy neighbor story. But there seem to be a lot of questions left out there, Joaquin uh, Jay. A lot of questions. So anyway, thank you, my man. I appreciate that, and we will wrap up the whole crazy neighbors uh, stories. Uh, from our uh, uh, subscribers with Esmeralda later on in the show. But after, uh, after you hear about being congratulated by our friend Jason Skaggs, talking pro wrestling with Dr. Pete, Keith Lipinski. Maybe I can get his name right at some point. Dr. Keith Lipinski is our pro wrestling expert. and We're going to talk all things pro wrestling. Uh, coming up after, uh, again,
0: uh, congratulations. Congratulations. You're about to listen to the Nick D podcast.
3: It's by far the best decision you've made today it makes the other podcasts seem like crap oh yeah don't be a jag
1: Is, ugh. Oh, that's and you love that don't beautiful. you beautiful
3: oh my god yeah, i just there's <laughs> there's not a lot of things in this world that i truly love but definitely my own theme song is one of those things is. i'd forgotten about my theme song as well so when you reminded me before recording this i was like oh that's right i do you have a theme song
1: that's right it's been my a little god. while it's been a little while um, uh, but i Jason's, only wish there was wrestling news to yeah talk about no today. kidding
3: man uh
1: jason skaggs is the guy responsible for that and all the great themes on the uh on the show so uh that's the guy to thank. And uh, and Dr. Keith Lepidke is a, is a pro wrestling expert, part of AAW Pro, AAW Pro Wrestling right here in the city of Chicago. And we have Keith on uh, every once in a while just to talk wrestling, and a lot of shit has been happening. If you're a fan of <laughs> you wrestling, say so. it's been a pretty insane
3: month, would you say? Uh, solid
1: um, with what's going on? It's
3: been... It's been one of those months where you're just like, you know what, the wrestling landscape as we know it today isn't really that exciting. Let's mix <laughs> it up. Let's change around a little bit. Let's yeah. see what happened. You yeah. know, like there's, there's been so much that's happened. I mean, there's been so much that's happened. We're recording this on Thursday. There's so much that's happened in the last 24 hours alone with yeah. all the drama and all the intrigue in AEW where it's like, my God, like this could literally be a 10 hour show where we just right. talk about 2022, the year wrestling broke. So far, man, it's been nuts.
1: Well, we'll get to that in a second. But uh, I mentioned AAW Pro, and I've known you for many years. We've talked about your history with wrestling and how much you love it, how part of, you've been part of the business for a long time. But tell us about AAW Pro Wrestling and tell us about Destination Chicago, which is, by the way, a busy week in Chicago for wrestling yes. events.
3: <laughs> it's a huge, huge, huge wrestling week. I mean, it's it's one of those things where AEW usually their tradition is to do uh, over the Labor Day weekend is to come to Chicago and run multiple shows. So AEW is running, uh, you know, the the Now Center in Hoffman Estates on Wednesday. Friday, and then their big pay-per-view on Sunday. In the meantime, we're gonna be running that Thursday night. It's usually we run that Thursday night when they're in town. And it's one of our biggest shows of the year. It's called Destination Chicago. And uh, it's something where I think this is the fourth year or so that we've actually run during this all-out weekend, other than the year that you know COVID cut, cut down everything, yeah. where it's something where the first time that there was a, a, the first AEW show at the old Sears Center, it's something where we ran that Thursday. Uh, and it's just something where we like having, we like you know associating ourselves, knowing that people are going to be coming from out of town and giving them a little bit of Chicago home cooked wrestling done AAW style. So yeah, yeah we're running well, that smart, Thursday night.
1: It's a smart it's a smart it's a smart thing to do, man. You know, you got wrestling fans from out of town. You know you got wrestling fans that are in a fervor because of, you know, the three events that are happening um at the time. And uh so Destination Chicago, this is AAW Pro. First of all, tell us about AAW Pro Wrestling for people who might not know about it.
3: Sure, AEW Pro has been around for about 19 years now. Uh uh based originally based in Berwyn, Burwin. Illinois. Thank Burwin. you. Yeah. Never. As as someone that was born in McNeil Hospital in Berwyn, Illinois, that really <laughs> warms <laughs> nice. all the cockles of the heart. But there no, you go. uh We've been running for 19 years. Uh, We're known for having some of the best independent wrestling in the United States. And uh, this show will definitely not be an exception. I think I I read a statistic somewhere where we've had 85 uh, uh, members of our roster through the years that have gone on to great success in either the WWE or AEW. So it's something where we take pride in what we do. And I think we really mix together some of the best unsigned independent talent that's out there and also we're actually going to be having and this is this is amazing to me that uh, the impact uh world heavyweight championship will actually be defended on the show as well so there's there's a lot there's a lot to say with that but it's it's something where it's going to be a really exciting show in the best venue uh for professional wrestling in chicago the beautiful majestic logan square auditorium
1: yeah, I'm going to be there that night. I'm not I'm not seen an AAW uh event, and so I'm I'm definitely coming out for that one. Well, it will uh, be an experience, Nick. We'll uh, be, uh, be glad to have you. I can't wait I can't wait. It's going to be a
3: lot of fun. Who's who's on the card? Uh right now, uh I believe uh we have uh Josh Alexander versus Misha Slamovich uh and that's the Impact Heavyweight Championship. I believe also we're having a rematch for the tag team titles where the new champions jaw and ACH will be facing Hammerstone and Ace Perry. I mean, there's so much talent. I mean, we still we're finishing writing the show this week. Yeah. So uh, it's going to be something where we want to make this special because uh, more, mostly because we have a new streaming partner. Now Now in these days, having a streaming partner is really how to get ahead in professional wrestling. And yeah. we're teaming up with HighSpots.TV. And I believe you go on there. I believe you can do a seven-day trial. So you listening right now at home can go to Highspots dot tv do that do the free seven day trial and watch our show and see what else is good on high spots because there's a lot of great stuff that they're moving over there and you'll be able to see the show live and see also Nick from from the balcony so. <laughs> that's right I'll be in the balcony ready to I'll, I'll, I'll do a bump from the balcony if that's all right yeah. Yeah, you, I, yeah, no 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 we can' we, that, that <laughs> there the, the owner is very specific about things and yeah. one of the things he's always told us is please do not dive off the balcony oh so okay. of course a, right. a few years ago someone actually did it without telling us and it was something uh. we're Oh, he's going up to the balcony. What's he going to do? Oh, he's not going to do it. Oh, he just jumped off. He's actually uh, the former DJ Z who's now in NXT with fingerless gloves. So, uh, yeah, it was something where I was like, you know you're not supposed to do that. He's like, yeah, but I don't know what else we could have done after that last match. I was sort of uh, like, okay, had to top good it. point. You, had to top you have to. You have to. Top Always.
1: Uh, and AAW Pro is uh, where you can check all that stuff out on uh, on uh, Twitter and all the internets and all that stuff. AAW. All the
3: socials, AAW Pro. Definitely check check it out because it's okay. something where we're trying to give you guys we know that there's going to be a lot of sh- wrestling in Chicago next weekend and we want to make sure we give you guys all an unforgettable show. So definitely check out AW Pro and definitely check out awpro.ticketleap.com for tickets to this event and get them quickly before we sell out, please.
1: Okay. Destination Chicago, September 1st. My dad's birthday. He'll be 81. There you go.
3: We uh, will say I'll sing happy birthday. To there, yeah. I, I don't know if we could do that. Like <laughs> I, don't if, if do that. I, I don't know what else your dad would like besides telling jokes and coming to this big, huge show. Yeah, so.
1: yeah. Uh, he
3: may be. There's bang, also, bang. Nick, I yeah. forgot to tell you this, and I, I apologize for this. Usually my professionalism is at 100, but we are having, Nick, an Amish street fight on the show. We I are did. having <laughs> an Amish Fucking street fight with Mister <laughs> Ren Jones, one of my favorite wrestling characters of the year, just a, the swag okay. champion as he likes to call himself. All we'll right. be facing uh, Levi Everett, who is a wonderful Amish fellow. And I was going to say, uh, of course, his name is Levi. It's got to be Levi. It's, that's yeah. it's a great name, great yeah. characters, and the fact that I forgot to mention this, like I, you know, the Impact heavyweight championship being defended, that's great. Yeah, uh, some of the other matches that we're going to be announcing sh- shortly, check out the the Twitter, are all great, but. The the fact that there's going to be an Amish street yeah. fight, that the, the the streets of Logan Square might run red with blood <laughs> from this Amish street fight, and then carefully cleaned up afterwards. Exactly, of course,
1: of course. Uh, so that's at the Logan Square Auditorium, right there in the heart of Logan Square on Kedzie. Uh, destination Chicago, September 1st, AAW Pro, and I know I will be there in the balcony,
3: and I will not jump out of the balcony, I promise. Please don't, please don't. Okay. Well, you know, I, maybe we might make it. A, I, I don't want to, I don't, I don't know if Saul from the Logan square auditorium is listening and I don't want to <laughs> sit there and no. upset him. Yeah, and then also remember, remember, you can get it on high know, you for a, uh, for a limited time do a free seven day trial.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, uh, where to begin on all the other uh, wrestling stuff that's happening with the two major uh, companies, uh, that, uh, are kind of warring as they were. Um, I guess we got to start with Vince. Uh, I mean, if we're going to go back to the the first huge story of the past month or so. uh, Vince McMahon, uh, quote-unquote, retiring from the WWE. All kinds of uh, nefarious stories behind that and possible lawsuits and hush money and blah, blah, blah. And then he steps down, Triple H steps up, and everybody has been, except for me, because I'm not uh, as thrilled with the product as everybody else seems to be, um, I I I don't think that, in my opinion, Triple H is not the knight in shining armor who has suddenly come in and changed everything. Um, he's made a few things, made a few decisions, and made a couple of changes that I think are cool. Uh, but still, the product to me is suffering. That's just me. Um, but let's talk a little bit about the whole Vince thing. How big of a shakeup? I mean, that's huge. Talk about that.
3: All right. So yeah, with uh, yeah the Vince thing was something where you know. It, it, it's something where he's 77 years old and most people thought that Vince would never ever leave the WWE. Like yeah. people thought that he would be staying in power forever. Not just because Vince is such a workaholic, not just because he's got the gigantic grapefruits or anything like that, but they just thought the fact that people thought that the WWE stock would be nothing without Vince and his clairvoyancy and everything that Vince had. But of course, then the story comes out about hush money, and I believe it was like two or three different stories in the Wall Street Journal, and it also implicated John Laurinaitis, better known as Johnny Ace, former mm. Raw GM and yep. fantastic, and uh, uh, yeah, just it was something where it extended a little bit more, and then he stepped down as chair at CEO and chairman. Uh, in june and and then, like a week later in uh, in July, he basically announced his retirement that he was done altogether. and then another story came out. So it was basically two or three stories about hush money that he was paying potentially through company money. and of course, you know, if you're in a publicly traded stock, that's I, I mean that's not something you necessarily no. do, Nick. so. No, but, but there's talk that he still is involved creatively, but not as much as he used to be. But it's something where I think, Nick, let's sit there and say that you and I had a hot dog stand and it was called Nick D's Own. And all of a sudden, you're just like, you know, that's it. I'm going to retire, live that life of luxury, watch George Miller movies all the time. Keith, you take it over. And then you find out, well, Keith isn't doing sport peppers anymore. He's doing much longer jalapeno peppers. I feel that I would get a quick call from you from your, you know, from wherever your retirement basin is and sitting there saying, what are you doing with my peppers? You got to change the peppers back. Come on. So... uh, yeah, it was a pretty interesting story just because everything going on at that time. I mean, it seemed like earlier on this year, Stephanie McMahon it seems like she was taking a little bit of a hiatus and potentially scaling back her role. Triple H, of course, announced the fact that he had a major cardiac incident right. and potentially he was going to scale back as well. And now both of them basically are in charge of the company and it's like 2000 all over again. So it was, it was yeah. very interesting when everything happened just because it's sort of like, wow, I can't believe that, you know, for years, Vince felt the federal government was trying to get him. He felt that, you know, the media <laughs> was trying to get him and it was ended up being Vince being Vince that ended up right. getting him in the long run, you know?
1: Well, you know, uh, as I mentioned before, um, I am not of the opinion that, that, you know, I mean, I, there's a lot of wrestling fans out there and every everywhere on, on the internet. There are a lot of wrestling fans who are saying that Triple H has completely saved the company and the stuff that he's doing is, you know, he's a knight in shining armor who's come in and change it. I don't buy that shit for a minute I think that <laughs> um I think the product is still real problematic that he's done a couple of things that I kind of like and you know some of the other things I just I it does nothing for me um wh- what is the opinion of you know like obviously you know as you said Vince is not going to be quiet you know what I mean right. he, you know uh, and and obviously everybody every you know Mark and everybody in the world who follows wrestling is taking notes on every episode of Raw and SmackDown now to the point where they no longer say hospital. They, you know what I mean? Like, it got to the point where, they are, where fans and marks are nitpicking the hell out of every telecast to see the slight changes that have been implemented and the more freedom that the guys and gals have in WWE. What are your thoughts on
3: on the change in creative? My my feeling is this: about two weeks ago, there was a promo between Kevin Owens and Drew McIntyre, and they mentioned that they were wrestlers, and this yes. was something where like Twitter blew up all of a sudden. It's like, yeah. oh my god, they're actually mentioning the fact because for years they were referred to as superstars, sports entertainers, wrestling. That's a di- that's a dirty word. Well, Nick.
1: I mean, that's a, that's a whole storyline at AEW now with uh, yes, you know, Jer- yes, yes. with Jericho Appreciation Society. The difference between I mean, that was a whole angle on, on Wednesday night. What's, it was. You know, uh, it was Danny in the ring with, uh, with Jericho telling him that he is a sports entertainer, and not a wrestler. But anyway, uh, so, so go back to what you were saying about, the, about that blowing up so. on Twitter.
3: So basically that blew up on Twitter, where it is there are a lot of people sitting there watching WWE TV to notice sort of the differences. And I mean, there are definitely some slight differences that are there. It seems like, you know, Johnny Gargano came back to Raw last week, which yeah. was something where Johnny Gargano was a guy who was in NXT, WWE's developmental area, for a number of years and seemed to leave right when Triple H was losing his power in NXT. For anyone that that's wondering out there, a few years ago, NXT was like the WWE that was fun to watch because it seemed a lot like the younger guys, the talented guys from the indies, and it seemed like Triple H's Dream independent promotion. But now that Triple H is in charge up top, it seems like, you know, a guy like Johnny Gargano seems like he will potentially get a chance on the main roster where in Vince's world, because Johnny Gargano isn't a tall guy, he potentially never would have. So those are some of the elements that you're seeing right now where it seems like there's there's definitely a lot of opportunity to change the WWE product because I think you and I, the last time we were talking about it, it's such a slog and a chore to watch Right, where at least it's now sort of people now that were watching before have more of a reason to watch to sort of sit there and see what changes and what's happened within the show. Yeah. So, yeah, you know. well,
1: I will say that. I mean, some of the changes like the, the, the Gargano thing, I thought it was, it was legitimately surprised by that. I, I yes. was legitimately, and that was the first time I've been surprised by watching raw in Jesus Christ. I don't know how long, but that was a surprise to me. And I thought that that was pretty cool. And of course, bringing out theory was genius. You know what I mean? Like that's, yes, You know, and Theory, by the way, has been, as far as I'm concerned, like one of the guys who's been carrying the goddamn company, as far as I'm concerned. But that was a Vince thing.
2: You know what I mean? That
1: that's you gotta give Vince some credit, man. He's the guy who push he's the guy who pushed that goddamn kid. And he's great. And theory's great.
3: Well, think about it this way though. Here's the last guy that Vince was pushing. Versus a guy that Triple H has always pushing yeah. in the middle of the wrestling yeah, ring, yeah, yeah, so yeah, it was sort good. of like, yeah. sort of like some fine parallels where you and I wouldn't sit there and say, "Did you watch Raw? No, I don't feel like it." But like, "Oh my God, did you see what happened with Theory?" Yeah. And like, "Oh, would you yeah. see what happened with Triple H's boy versus yeah. Vince's boy?" Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, which yeah. which is very odd to say that because you'd rather sit there and say Austin Theory, who has an extremely punchable face, versus <laughs> Johnny Gargano, who is Johnny Gargano. Like, right. it's something where. I, I I feel that that some of the changes they made are for the better but I still feel a 3 hour show I agree is sort too of long. a yeah, yeah just way way too long. It, I mean, the other I, thing I,
1: is the, the other thing that I noticed that it's also different is just in terms of what the, the the covering the coverage of the live uh uh broadcast seems to be different. They preview matches more now. Like the card is previewed more because AEW does that all the time. They preview yeah. the matches so you know what 's coming up on raw, and you know what every segment is going to be. There is now more fluid camera work backstage and mm-hmm. a lot more shit happening backstage uh, like uh spilling out into the into the auditorium, uh, which wasn't really happening uh for for a long time, but now like there's more drama happening backstage that spills out into the auditorium storylines that are happening as people are making their entrances. They didn't do that for a very, very long time on Raw, and now they're doing that, and I guess that has to do with Triple H and his storytelling ideas, uh, keeping it fluid.
3: I mean, it could have been, it also could have been a writer or someone that sits there that's wanted that for years, and now that Vince is gone, could pitch that. I mean, it could be something where if I've been a WWE writer for, you know, five years, not that like a the job of a WWE writer lasts five years because from what I hear, usually it's a, <laughs> right, one right. or two years. Right, right, but if I you see. sat there and had a notebook of ideas that you, ideas, like I could see someone like, like maybe even like Freebird Michael P.S. Hayes, one of the big time producers sure. and writers, sure. maybe he had a separate notebook at all times of Stuff to do as soon as the old man is gone. Right. And like all of a sudden he's writing it up and just sitting there, sitting there, saying, "You know, we could do something like that." I mean, like in general, like make the program more exciting is something that, yeah, ...that I will offer. Yeah,
1: and we keep losing. Always agree. Currently is. is okay. Well, I will say, I will say this: um, uh, it, it is better. I think Raw and SmackDown are better. Um, uh, but there are still things that drive me nuts. There are still things that are just like. Uh, death as far as I'm concerned and I have to say some of the some of the some of the stuff now I was of course happy to see Bailey come back and I yes. think uh, uh having her with uh, uh Dakota Kai and uh oh Jesus um I so, sky yeah uh is nice I think that's funny I like that and I love her I love Bailey and I was like thrilled to to, to see her come back during the pay-per-view um um, so that, that I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying what they're doing with the, with the ladies. They're trying to, to bolster the, the, you know, the, the women, um, uh, in WWE, I could not possibly care less about Karrion Cross. I don't care. I don't care about Dexter Loomis kidnapping, uh, uh, the Miz. I just don't care. And, uh, you know, I mean, you know, uh, and who was the other guy, the guy that was going to kill AJ, uh, and the, and security stopped him. Who was the other worker? Wasn't was that
3: like- Dexter, wasn't that Dexter Loomis as well? N- no. He's a, very, he's a very busy boy. Oh, so okay.
1: See, now I think, I, obviously it wasn't Dexter Loomis because he was on the other side with, a, with a, 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 you know, a motorcycle helmet on and then he, for all intents and purposes, kidnaps the Miz and, and just tracks him off.
3: I'm you trying know. to remember who killed. I mean, the problem is there's way too many new people, old people coming back that necessarily... Yeah. Well, there was another know. dude on the other side
1: of the ring behind the the, the announce table okay. who tried to fuck with AJ. And then they, the security pulled him, out, pulled him out. He had a hood over his head, and you can kind of barely see his face. I don't know who it was. Don't mm-hmm. know who it was. And then Dexter History. was on the other side of the... Dexter uh, Loomis was on the other side of the ring, who, of course, obviously, you know, his helmet came off and he mugged for the camera for 15 minutes while he dragged the Miz off to his, you know, whatever, the kidnapping location. Um, so so that stuff I don't care about.
3: And I don't care about, am I wrong to not give a shit about Karrion Cross? Am I wrong about that? I mean, I, the, the thing is, if you sat there and looked at Dexter Loomis and sat there, if you showed a normal person a picture of Dexter Loomis and a picture of Karrion Cross, they would sit there and say, Oh yeah, those guys look like professional wrestlers. Yeah. Like you don't necessarily have to see them work, but they actually look like it. Like, like, uh, Loomis to me is a wonderful, like if I sat there and said, I'm, I'm, I'm casting a role in a movie and I need someone to look very creepy. Oh, Dexter Loomis. That works yeah. out perfectly yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah. Like, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like he were he's a tremendous creep. Like, even when he showed up on next as sort of a baby face to, before getting arrested, like I was just like, okay, this guy still knows how to creep better than anyone <laughs> out there. And, <laughs> and 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 considering he had a few months off, that's that's good times right there.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. Now I will tell you this. All right, so it's so carrying cross, I don't really care about Dexter Loomis, I don't really care about, but that's that could be fun. Okay. They could make that into something. It's not something that I was jumping up and down about. But I will tell you. The one the one thing that I just don't give a shit about at all is Hit Row. At uh, all. And having them come out and do like a 5-minute song, like do their and and, and 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 swerve is not with them. Like what the yeah. f- I mean, what is the point of Hit Row um coming back and they bombed when they brought him out the first time when they brought him out. Was this like a is this a reattempt on Triple H's part to to put these guys over?
3: It seems like it is, but I agree with you 100% without Swerve cuz like Swerve was the guy in that that yeah. that, that unit. Like where it's like <laughs> yeah. like Swerve Swerve's been one of my favorite guys for a number of years. Yeah. Uh you know, former AEW guy as well. And it's something where when he came in with Hit Row. Uh, and speaking of Swerve, uh
1: you know, uh, now with AEW and uh, he teamed up with Keith Lee, which is a lot of fun. Um, uh, AEW has been going through a lot of stuff too, and we've got a big week coming up as you're obviously aware, uh, with the two regular shows, the Wednesday and the Friday show, uh, being, uh, live here in Chicago. And of course the pay-per-view all out, uh, on Sunday, the 4th, but a lot of stuff has been happening at AEW big time. Um, but, uh, uh let's, let's talk a little bit about some of the things that are happening at AEW. Where do you, where, where, where. Where to begin there? Um, the last t- I believe the last time we talked was when we were still trying to figure out if, it's been that long, if MJF was indeed, was it a work? And I, b- I believe it was, the- I think the last time we talked was the day before he cut the legendary
3: last promo that he did? No, I, I think we actually talked about that. Did we?
1: Okay so, his pro- okay, so that was the last time. We- the last time we talked was like, what's going to happen with MJF after that insane promo that he cut? And so and that's he disappeared how- <laughs> off the wrestling he, world he, after that. It was this podcast <laughs> that caused that to happen. Well, what I, do you think? What do you think? MJF gone. What, 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 what do you have any hunches? Any any buzz about what's happening with him? Is he going to remain I, with AEW? Any
3: ideas? I got a scoop for you, Nick. He has not returned any of my texts. Oh, he so hasn't. That's, that's, oh, okay. He hasn't. So oh. I, I I would think potentially he is uh, living somewhere off the grid. <laughs> no, right. I, it's it's very interesting. I, I I've not heard. Any, I mean, there was talk potentially he would be back sooner than later, but it was weird because he he sort of started with this sort of a guys necessarily going not going into business for themselves, but sort of the inmates taking over the asylum. Right, right.
1: Well, I, you know, I mean, I, I it's interesting to see what you know what's happened uh, since then. Lots of things have happened since then at an AEW. Um, and I, I guess, you know, uh, we should probably talk about what happened over the past, like we'll get into the, uh, you know, all the other, uh, details and stuff, but what happened over the past couple of, uh, couple of, uh, days, uh, at AEW now
3: punk comes back, correct?
1: Uh, I lost,
3: yes. there we go. And he was something where there was. No, I'm still here. Okay. Uh, the Punk came back, and there was chat that Punk's had a bad foot and would be out for a while. So they basically right. crowned John Moxley as their interim champion, and then Punk's back a few weeks later. He comes
1: back, and uh, they set up a feud
3: between him and Moxley, where they're going to
1: find out. You know, they're. I mean, I mean, technically, the way they set it up, he is interim, you know, champion. So technically, he should just give the belt back to. to- <laughs>
3: No, I mean this is this this is a classic wrestling strategy here, Nick. Right, where we right. basically have one uh, one championship but two different belts. Right.
1: Okay. Well, they're going to unify the belt. That's what they're going to do. And everybody thought this was going to happen at all out at the pay per view, and then suddenly Tony K decides that he's going to do it. Uh, Tony Khan decides that he's going to do it on on a Wednesday night uh, mm-hmm. during uh, uh, during Dynamite, and this is a pay per view level match between moxley and cm punk and what are your what what do you think why did they do it on a wednesday why was it a squash match that lasted three minutes what are your thoughts on on all of that stuff combined uh, keith what, what what's going through your brain on that
3: my my feeling was i like the fact that they were going to potentially do it early because i was like i wonder what the long term of this is going to be You know, because it's something where usually you don't sit there and say, hey, we're going to do this match in three weeks. And then all of a sudden say, oh, no, we're actually going to do it uh, next week. You know, like so I think it's sort of sort of wet people's whistle. And usually when you have a match like that, it's not necessarily a one sided squash. And what a squash means is basically where one guy has all the offense, the other guy does nothing. And then it's a quick win. And it was just something we're watching it last night. I was just like. I was blown away, especially because I was sort of like, okay, well, what are they going to do now? Are they what are, what does this mean for the main event of one of their biggest pay-per-views of the year? Like yeah. that, that to me was it was very surprising. I mean, basically the story of the match was Punk attempted a high kick, Mox blocked it, and that basically re injured his leg. And then Mox hit two of his uh finishing maneuvers, the Death Rider for the win. So I was very surprised by it. Because yeah. I was surprised, first of all, that they were doing it on live TV, first and foremost. Like, I understand that they want to get, potentially, they're doing a lot of things right now for a higher rating. But I was just like, oh, I mean, wonder what they're going to do here. Is It is that sit there and have it get so out of control that they need a stipulation for the pay-per-view? Like, that's usually wrestling booking 101. Wrestling booking 101 isn't, you have a, a pay-per-view match in three weeks. You have the guys two weeks before that uh, have a match that's very, very one-sided.
1: Yeah. That's three minutes long. I I, yes. I was I was stunned by it. now. And there there are all kinds of like theories and people throw around theories and stuff like that about it. Uh, you know, and I don't mean they're throwing Austin theory around. Hang on a second. No, no not, not, I mean, not not at <laughs> all. No, no, through. please. Uh, so I'm what I'm saying is that like a lot of people are like, okay, they you know they've been taking a hit lately. WWE has been. Has been smacking him around pretty good in the ratings now because of all this stuff that we mentioned earlier. You know the the mm-hmm. drama with Vince, Triple H taking over, people finding more interest, him bringing in guys like uh, Johnny Wrestling and all this other stuff. So people are showing more interest in WWE and AEW is taking a hit. So a lot of people are like, okay, Tony said, uh, please Punk, come back. You're not ready to come back, but please come back cut a promo live, you know, we'll get a pop in the, in the studio or in the, in the, uh, in the auditorium. We'll get a bump in the ratings uh, and then please come back and then we'll squash the match. So that, cause his foot's not ready. So basically what I, what a lot of people are saying is that he indeed is not ready to come back physically. His leg is still injured, but he came back to give a boost to the ratings and a pop to the crowd just, and, and to, and to give a boost to Mox. That seems to be what some people
3: think. Where do you stand on that? Uh, on that logic? It easily could be that. It also could be easily to put more fuel to the fire if they are going to do the rematch at All Out in two weeks. I mean, Mm. because like next week's Dynamite is taking place at the Sears Center. So potentially Punk could come out there and do a promo and sit there and say, you know, I don't care how bad my banged up leg is. I want a rematch for this title or or potentially they could go in a different direction if they were going to go in a different direction. I would hope they would have done something last night about it. You know, yeah. Moxley cut a promo, and he said, you know, my time is now so many times that I thought John Cena would come out and start <laughs> rapping
1: again. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Well, it's interesting to see. I mean, it is weird, though, Keith. You got to, you know, I mean, this is, again, going into the thinking process of why is this happening. It is weird to do a full week in Chicago, and, you know, you, you've got punk under contract. Why the fuck would you not use punk in Chicago at a pay-per-view? You know what I mean? It just doesn't make any sense. There's got to be, if there is a reason, it's got to be a big, important reason for for not using CM Punk in
3: Chicago. I mean, the other thing is the fact, though, that that the... AEW pay-per-view events for the most part are on such an epic level that they're some of the best event, wrestling events of all time and maybe Punk knew he couldn't necessarily work that yeah. well at this show or they realized that there's going to be three trios matches that night already so they basically yeah, yeah. <laughs> themselves himself for the show like I mean it's it's very it's very, yeah. it's very yeah. intriguing because I I love AEW pay-per-views I think AEW I pay-per-views are one of the greatest things ever in the business but but it's sort of you look at the you look going off op- Paper and I, I feel like that old man sitting there going, "Oh man, this is way too much wrestling. I don't know if I can well, handle this all in one sitting."
1: That's the thing. Are you going? On? Uh, yeah. Are you okay? All right, I'm gonna. I'll be watching it. I'll be watching it at the River East Theater. um uh, You know, as I as I've been prone to do. I either I either go to the River East or to the City North to watch the uh, A. The AEW stuff, and so I think I'm going to go. I'm going to check it out there with with uh, friends that I've made at the movie theater. <laughs> um, so that's where we're going to watch it. And I and usually around hour three, I'm like, Jesus Christ, there's ten matches left. You know what I mean? Like even even though I love it, and I currently much prefer AEW to anything that WWE is doing, and I love the talent, and I think they you know they're doing a pretty bang up job with it. It's even for me a fan of AEW by hour four, I'm like, come on i mean seriously
3: <laughs> yeah i i i'm i'm unfortunately like that as well because yeah. it's something i i feel the same way as you i remember the last show being like, oh my God, there's three matches and we've already gone about three and a half hours. Yeah. Like, what am I What am yeah. I, I going to do? And But then, like, those matches happen and they're awesome and you're yeah, just like, that's, wow, this is great. That, I love pro wrestling. That,
1: you're right. That's exactly right. I mean, every time I go, oh, for Christ's sake, then the matches end up being really good. I'm like, well, shit, okay. I'll sit here for five hours if the matches are going
3: to be I good. Got, I got some time. But yeah. going back to – going. <laughs> Going back to the Punk thing, I mean, in general, one of the things they could have done is basically have Punk come out next week and sit there and say... You know, I still have some more in the gas, and I've always sat there and said, "I'm going till the wheels come off." John right. Moxley, I want my rematch at all out, but but as long as they don't do something silly like I'm going to put my career on the line, or yeah. you know, like get Hangman and Page or have someone do some shoot comments about yeah. something like yeah. they it just this needs to be Punk versus Mox as opposed to punks well, versus Mox versus out, outside sources. That's yeah, I
1: I, mean. ag- I agree with you. Oh, and you mentioned Paige. What was that? Okay, what's what's the thought process on when 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 Punk came back? Uh, hmm. That was a shoot, was it not? When he called out Page, uh, the very
3: popular. Process, the very popular thoughts on this, and this is basically going through wrestling insiders and basically talk of the wrestling industry, like the people yeah. at voicesofwrestling.com, a fine wrestling website. Uh, uh-huh. The talk is that basically during the buildup for Page versus Hangman, uh, Page shot a promo basically sitting there saying that Punk wasn't one of them. I that saw Punk basically I re- that he was yep. going to defend. AEW against Punk. And because of that, there was talk, and this is unsubstantiated talk and rumor and innuendo. So, allegedly, Punk has told Hangman Page that he would never... Lie down for him. Lie down. Do the favor for him in a wrestling match. So mm-hmm. that's the talk. I don't know how true or false that is, yeah. Nick. Yeah, but yeah. it seemed like there's a there's a there's an issue there between those two gentlemen, and you hope that they be professionals, or you hope one of them comes out there and basically right. starts shooting in the ring. So well, when he
1: yeah, I mean when he when he did it, I was like oh shit, because I mean you know, you know Punk is
3: prone to do that kind of stuff and he he's he's, he's a fantastic fellow but he is looking he is compared to compared how he looked at the United Center uh, when he came back like he looked yeah. like he looked he was so happy to be there he didn't yeah. have bags under his eyes compare how he looked in that promo where it looked like he hadn't slept for a week and a half exactly. like that's the yeah. punk of lore that, where basically yeah, right. I have had no sleep and I hate everybody you know right. that, that's the punk I like the most <laughs> me, so, too, man, me too man <laughs> like grumpy agitated old right. man punk is something I, where I I can relate <laughs> to him more God. than anyone else in professional wrestling today you,
1: you are speaking the truth, my friend. I agree with that 100%. Well, okay. Well, some of the other stuff that's happening at AEW uh, that I want to mention. I love the acclaimed. I love that they're getting over the way they're getting over. I love what they're doing with the guns, the gun brothers. I never thought that I would like that. Um, and I'm enjoying Billy Gunn. I like that whole stupid thing. Uh, the, you know, scissor me daddy. Scissor me daddy. I'm all over it, man. And, uh, and I don't know why I can't like logically I watch it. I'm like, I should not be liking this shit, but I'm enjoying it. How do you feel about the whole acclaimed thing? I love the fact that the acclaimed are over the way they are.
3: I, it's it's good because I've known those guys for a while. They actually yeah. worked a dark match for AEW like three years ago, and yeah. it's it's fun to see, or at least Max Cat, Platinum Mascaster did, uh, <laughs> because he cut co- he comes from the same school that like Chris Strat- Statlander and also MGF came from, the Creative Pro Academy. But no, I like I like that stuff a lot. Uh, definitely, the Ass Boys have been more amusing, <laughs> uh, and it's it's just been a fun little mid card thing. Uh, yeah. And the Scissor Me Daddy, the fact that's gotten over is proof that you have. <laughs> something that's silly enough to get over it eventually will get over exactly. so like it, it's one of those things where keith why do you still watch wrestling why do you like wrestling guys people are chanting scissor me daddy yeah. well, how not only you that, not like this not, shit
1: not only that but on wednesday night there were how many giant pairs of scissors did the audience have mm-hmm. that they were <laughs> they were scissoring who doesn't love that shit like, it's fantastic um, it's very so, enjoyable. It is, man. And there's a lot of other stuff that AEW does. Now, I do have to ask this. Thunder Rosa, the way they handled this. Now, I don't know. <laughs> uh, suddenly, they cut to Thunder Rosa, who is the woman's champion in AEW. Uh, mm-hmm. And they cut to her. She cuts. What a two-minute promo that's completely confusing. Shivani looked more confused than he already looks, and he always looks confused. Uh, where she did not mention her injury. She said that yep. she can no longer be champion. And when it was over, I think even Taz and the Man in the Mask were like, "What the fuck?" You know, they were. Yeah.
3: <laughs> they you were call like, him Excalibur. Let's I show know. Respect. One of my <laughs> I favorite. One. I,
1: I when agree, I had a but podcast, that's
3: He was that's the best I guest was, ever.
1: I, I'm just saying. I. That's what. That's what. Uh, 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 God, why am I? Uh, uh, the British. Uh, the. Uh, British guy William Regal yes that's William what Regal Briegel. calls him Regal calls him the man in the mask <laughs> that's why I said that uh so so anyway um so so Thunder Rosa she okay is she hurt uh I guess she is the promo was weird it was way too short it didn't mention injury at all suddenly she's not in it and now they got a four-way match at all out uh what what do we know of what's going on with Thunder Rosa and and, and all and anything
3: According to the Fantastic Voices of Wrestling website, the story is this. There is potentially, quote unquote, nuclear heat between Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. I mean, they had they had like, re- like real, of, real heat. Like, like they do not like you. No, yeah, basically, it, And that, it. that 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 can happen sometimes in pro wrestling. And you hope that people can just get along with each other and have fine wrestling matches. Yeah. So about two weeks ago, there was a tag team match. There was I think it was Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm versus Britt Baker and Jamie Hader. At one point, Thunder Rosa went to break up a pin by doing a senton off the top. Hit Jamie. Jamie breaks her nose. Hmm. Uh, basically, uh, as you can imagine, Britt isn't happy about this, and neither is Jamie. So apparently, and this is this is a rumor. This has not been, like, we have not gotten approval on this. So I <laughs> want right, to okay. preface this with that. <laughs> apparently... Jamie went looking for Thunder Rosa and Thunder Rosa hid in a women's restroom stall because she did not want the wrath of Jamie Hayter with a broken nose coming down on her. So that's one part of the story. Yeah. The other part of the story who who
1: would want
3: the wrath of Jamie Hayter
1: with a broken nose? I know I wouldn't. I'll take it seven days to Sunday. God, I love that woman. <laughs> I so. do too, man. I do too. And the other question is, and wh- I mean, she doesn't have a snowball's chance in hell. But I am rooting for her Sunday in the four-way match. I would love to see Hayter get that belt. I would love to see her get because I love Jamie Hayter. I think she's unbelievably great, and I would love to see her get the kind of huge push that she deserves. What what, what, how, what is what, what do you think? How
3: she's gonna how is she gonna show up at that four-way on? on uh, My hope Sunday. is she wins it because the thing oh, the thing that really so excites great. me.
1: The that thing that so really good.
3: excites me about all this, Nick, is the fact that I was like going into going into all out. You know, Thunder Rosa versus Tony Storm. Eh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like yeah, yeah. like the four-way for the belts yeah. and potentially yeah, yeah. Jamie finally doing the turn on Brit. Like that, yeah. I'm all about this. Like I, this is much more enjoyable for me. I But I agree. there was talk. Yeah, go ahead. There was talk there was talk. The big talk here, Nick, is the fact that it seemed like that uh there was going to be a title change that Thunder Rosa was going to basically, you know, uh, have to lose the belt at this show. Yeah. So there's talk that potentially Thunder Rosa didn't want to lose the belt. And someone on the Twitter took oh. an old picture of Shawn Michaels from 1997 <laughs> during his world famous Lost My Smile and put Thunder Rosa makeup on the side of it. So, I mean, they're, they're, these are all keep in mind, people. These are all rumors that you can find online. Right. I'm right. sure the reality is potentially correct, yeah. but uh, yeah, it's it's something where I think potentially they want to give Thunder Rosa a little bit time off yeah. to heal up from these injuries, and because I'm on radio, I'm doing the air quotes right now, yeah. but uh, uh, to me, to me, it makes the show even better. Like, to me, like between that and also uh, changing that, uh, that six man that was supposed to be, you know, God bless Sanjay Dutt, but I have yeah. no 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 i don't want to see him in the indian doofus uh, and Jay yeah. lethal yeah but bringing in the Mor- murder city machine guns because I, that's their, what their name is that's yep. great yeah no i agree and i think that
1: that's like uh that again was counter to what uh th- what wwe has been doing it's like okay you want to bring in the young dudes from next we're going to bring in some dudes from impact you know what i mean like these guys we're gonna we're gonna pop them in there and they're gonna and, and it got a huge you got a huge response wednesday night yeah uh, yeah. as well it should have all right, all right okay so we're talking we, we talked a little bit about some of the stuff we're looking forward to um at um all out which is still kind of up in the air because of all the crazy shit that's been going on now clash at the castle which is um also saturday night um
0: <laughs> because uh, you don't, don't have a say- day off no, when you no, like no. wrestling you don't have, have to, to say, have a day off
1: i am i am there are this 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 is a pay-per-view that wwe has put together that i'm and I, and I will say I don't know if this is because of Triple H I don't know but this is the only pay per view in months that I'm actually kind of looking forward to and I'm actually looking forward to the main event and I have not said that I've been looking forward to a WWE main event at wow. a pay per view in a long time but I love Mac I, I, I love McIntyre mm-hmm. um, and and I'm I'm a I'm a, I'm hey listen I'm I'm a fan of the Bloodline completely I'm 100 percent behind that. And I really love I, – I love the idea of seeing those guys work together. So I'm actually looking forward to the main event, which is unbelievable. And also,
3: I, also yeah. the fact it's in Scotland. Like it's, yeah. it's going to be in a huge – like it basically has big-time vibes of Davey Boy versus Brett at Wembley it, Stadium back yes, in the day. Yes, 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 30, 30 I, years ago, Nick. 30 yeah, I know, years man. ago. Jesus Christ, I know. But so, yeah,
1: I'm looking forward to it. What do you what do you what what are you looking forward to uh, for the rest of that pay-per-view class at Clash at the Castle? Uh, I mean, I'm looking at it and there there are a few duds on the card, um, but some of the stuff I think is going to be great. Where where do you stand on this upcoming WWE pay-per-view?
3: I know he's one of your favorites. But I'm really looking forward to Riddle versus Seth freaking Rollins. I think that those guys could potentially have a really fantastic match because they'll, they'll necessarily. I don't want to say go all out because that's a pun, but I'm going to sit there and say all out here. So, <laughs> like, I think that's going to be a good match. I think I think McIntyre versus uh, Reigns uh, has such great potential, especially it being there. I think I think really this is a solid card that they have, and also the intrigues there because of the fact that you know people. That's a night off for people that are yeah. not necessarily going to yeah. be getting wrestling that week but they could sit there and watch the show and basically yeah. this is going to be a chance where it's sort of the first show of the Triple H regime where there might have been a little nuances on SummerSlam but this is going to be a little bit different. So yeah. and especially the women's the women's trios match with yep. you know with Bianca Belair,
1: Ashka uh, like, and Ashka uh, and uh, Alexa Bliss, Bailey, Ioni Sky. That's uh, Ioni Sky. Yeah, she's coming back from uh, <laughs> Is she coming, coming back, back? From, from Say Anything? She'll be coming from the set of Say Anything. Um, uh, Liv Morgan and uh, Shayna Baszler. I love Shayna Baszler. I love her, and and uh, and you know, I mean, I, I think it'll be nice to, to see her, like you know, uh, at a pay per view. You know what I mean? I, I, so I'm happy about that. I'm I'm I, and, uh, Gunther versus Sheamus should be a good match. That should um, be a lot of fun. I,
3: I think that's an underrated match on this card, especially because yeah. considering you know how good Gunther is and how slim he looks right now. So I'm looking forward to that a whole lot.
1: And what about does it does it seem like it's going to be Miz uh, and AJ? Does that seem like is
3: that, what the potentially, unless we figure out who this assailant is, <laughs> right? right. I,
1: I, and I, then I, and then what Finn <laughs> Balor uh, and uh, and Edge, right? Won't, won't that is yes. that going to be a, yeah. Yes, and where, I where, is, where are Damien Priest and, my, and, my, and my, my, my favorite lady in the world there, Rhea, who I think they're mishandling, by the way? Uh, uh, although I did, like, I did like watching her beat the shit out of Dominic. That made me very, very happy. Um, I think a lot of
3: people were, were very happy. That
1: made that. me because ha- I love Rhea. I love Rhea Ripley. I just think she's awesome. Um, and I would love to see her just team up with Baszler, man. I, that's, uh, that's something that I would just love to see. But uh, anything going to happen with Damien Priest and Rhea at the, at the pay-per-view, you think?
3: I would think that they potentially would be ringside. Or Mm -hmm. keep in mind they haven't necessarily announced you know that edge match yet. Yeah, we'll see what happens there. So potentially they could do another trios match because that weekend is all going to be about three on three matches. (laughs) I guess so. uh, Yeah.
1: Because are you I'm guys doing? Are you the, guys doing? Are you guys doing a three on three at Destination Chicago? Now, now we have to. I, I feel <laughs>
3: otherwise we're just being a bunch of posers. So I believe. Let me just check my the card. I mean, keep in mind we haven't finished writing the card yet. Right. I mean, uh, no. Right now we we don't have a, a trios uh-oh, match, so that maybe, might change. Maybe it might change before maybe Thursday. Change
1: it. Uh, <laughs> well, okay. So in in summation, big week for wrestling. Okay, <laughs> yes. you guys. Here's AEW week. AAW Pro, Destination Chicago, Logan Square, September 1st, AEW in Chicago for uh, Dynamite, Rampage, and All Out, and a pay-per-view on Saturday uh, for WWE Clash at the Castle. It is a big and, and I think potentially quality week of wrestling, like all the way around, which makes me happy.
3: What about you? I I like wrestling. So to me, <laughs> to me though, I, I feel though, Nick, I feel like as we're talking about so many events going on, part of me is just like, oh my God, there's way too much going on. What have we gotten ourselves into? But yeah. no, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I'm looking, of course, most forward to Thursday uh, at, of course, the Logan Square Auditorium, and also available at highspots.tv. TV. <laughs> Definitely do your free trial. But yeah, no, I think I think this weekend's going to be great. I think there's well, going to be a lot of great wrestling coming on. I mean, just think about it this way, yeah. Nick. One of the matches that I've wanted to see for years has been any sort of combination of Will Ospreay versus Kenny Omega and that's going to oh, be happening the know, trios man. match is going to be yeah. probably headlining dynamite yeah. know, on Wednesday so I that's going to be
1: nuts the omega coming back just made me very happy i don't know well listen i i will say this i, I over the past month obviously the the whole the regime change at trip at uh, at uh, wwe uh, and all of the behind the scenes drama and the weirdness happening at aew has certainly provided for compelling stuff man and so being a wrestling fan right now at this time during this uh, this moment that we're capturing—it's pretty fucking cool. That's 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 all I'm saying.
3: It's it's definitely I feel a little bit better about wrestling than I did before AEW right now, which is you know the, my my guideline right there. But I think yeah. I think there's a really a lot of great wrestling coming to Chicago this weekend. I mean, there's also there's also going to be independent shows in Schaumburg. There's also going to be independent shows in Hoffman Estates, like there's going to be a whole lot of wrestling. Like if, if you are around Chicago, you will realize that there are a lot of people who love wrestling in Chicago already, but there's going to be people coming in from out of town to see these big events. So definitely check it out.
1: I'm looking forward to it. I'll be watching. uh, I'll be watching uh, on Wednesday and then Thursday I'll be there with, uh, uh, with bells on at destination Chicago. I can't wait to, to come to that event and then the whole weekend is going to be dominated by wrestling this weekend and I got no problem with that so i'm, I'm next weekend i should say so uh, i'm very excited about it uh keith always a pleasure people can check you out where can where where where, where are you available on the socials I'm available at
3: Keith Lipinski uh, on the Twitter machine and also on the Instagram. So definitely check me out. But definitely more importantly, check out AAW Pro because we're really fighting to have, in a weekend with so many shows, we're definitely fighting to have the best show out there and something that people remember more than 48 hours. Got it.
1: Okay. Keith, always a pleasure. And listen, when all this stuff is over and the the dust settles, we'll get you back on and we'll talk about... uh about you know what what happened uh, a, a, during this next weekend and, and all the things that, was, that came I to I can't pass. believe what they did with Punk and Moxley. No. <laughs> we'll find out. All right, <laughs> Keith, always a pleasure, buddy. I appreciate it. Thank you, Nick. All right, man, take care. There you go. Uh, that's Keith Lipinski, um, and uh, he is great. AAW Pro, they're available on all the socials, awpro.com. Destination Chicago, get your tickets live in Chicago. Logan Square Auditorium September 1st, and that's part of a huge week of pro wrestling from uh the end of uh, the, the end of August all the way through Labor Day weekend. Wrestling 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 and we cover it here on uh, the Nick D podcast. Okay. Hey, let's uh let's uh let's uh, let's let's say hello to Esmeralda Leon. Hey, she's the best. She doesn't like she doesn't like to wrestle, but she certainly loves to to talk. Here's Esmeralda.
0: Esmeralda. Yeah. Esmeralda. Esmarella de Leon Yeah Esmeralda Yeah yeah Esmeralda Leon Yeah Yeah Get yourself some asthma Love me some asthma Esmeralda
1: Yeah Yeah The great Jason Skags with yet another masterpiece Esmeralda, Leon. Hi, Esmeralda.
2: Hello. How are you? I think they're you? all masterpieces. Aren't
1: they, they are. Um, hey, little <laughs> preview. You know, uh, I became best friends with our buddies, the Manson Brothers, as you know. Um, yeah. Met those guys over at uh, Flashback, and we ended up being long lost buddies. Um, <laughs> Ex pro wrestlers. They made a movie about killing zombies and wrestling. So of course we yeah. are. We were. Born yeah. What to else? Be friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they're just. Uh, Checking off a, all
2: the, on the list.
1: They did, yeah. So they made a triumphant appearance on my, uh, on my podcast last week. And, yes. uh, they have agreed that they are going to be regulars. Like I'm going to have them on like nice. once a month.
2: I um, mean, yeah, especially yeah. since, I mean, wrestling and all that stuff is still happening all Absolutely. the time.
1: Wrestling and zombies are never going to die. They don't die.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Zombies so, don't die. Oh,
1: <laughs> So, so uh, they're the undead, in fact. Um, yeah. So. Um, uh, you know, they've agreed to, to just be on the show, just to talk wrestling and shoot shit and have some fun. They love movies. They love pop culture and they're entertaining as hell. So I'm going to have yeah, the Manson brothers awesome. on. And so I contacted my friend and yours, the wonderful Jason Skaggs, and he's mm-hmm. going to do a theme for those guys. Oh boy. And I can't wait to hear
2: that it. That is exciting. I
1: can't wait to hear it. Um, and, uh, as you know, he, he's done themes for, you know, like, like, uh, my, my future ex-wife, Dana DiLorenzo. She's got her own theme. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Josh Robert Thompson, uh, yes. from, uh, you know, your uh, Craig's, dad, Craig's old show. My dad's got a theme, uh, Keith Lipinski, who will be, uh, who was just with us. In fact, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. he had his own theme that we heard. Um, and you know, uh, so, so all these, uh, all these great themes, uh, are coming up and Stephen Tobolowsky, by the way, who's going to be on uh, September 9th.
2: Nice. Uh, he'll be I back. keep seeing him. He, I saw well, him, uh, he was on a uh, well. He's you know this is it's it's a rerun, but he was on the Goldbergs, and I was like, oh my goodness,
1: <laughs> regular, yeah. He was the principal. He was the principal yeah. on Goldbergs, yeah. And Steven, and, and Tobo is you know he's an old time old friend of the show. Has been been a part of the show you know back when I was on the car wash for years, and then you know has been on the on the podcast, and he's got his own theme too. So uh, mm-hmm. so it continues. So anyway, I'm I'm very excited about to debut Jason's theme for the Manson Brothers the next time. Oh on.
2: my goodness, so that should it's be fun. Be... So good.
1: So uh <laughs> so here we are, we're all
2: oh Oh boy. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell Hi, and Carrie. I love Nick's show.
1: Hi, mm-hmm. Carrie.
2: Hi. Hi I'm Carrie Hi. Hi. Oh, yes. I yes. love mm-hmm. I, Nick's I, show. I know you do. You can okay. go back
1: up. Okay. <laughs> okay. <All right. laughs> I'll I- give you <laughs> ass All right. Um so, so uh, hey, I understand that uh, you are going to be heading up north there to the Great White North uh, there, eh? Going yes. Going to the up, going to the Great White North there, eh? Uh, yes. So you're going to have to say I'm sorry. You're going to have to say stuff like that, and and a boot, and things. Yeah, and like that. and then people
2: are going to yell at me because they'd be like, "Stop making fun of us!" Stop
1: <laughs> making fun of us. And then you can say, "I'm sorry." Yeah. Uh, that was my name. And then they
2: go, "Oh no, I'm sorry."
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sorry. Oh, uh, so uh, no, you're going up to Toronto, and um, yes, I- I- explain why you are going up to uh, the Toronto. Uh, 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 because world. Colin
2: wants to go see a show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he wants to go see a um, some music. It's a uh, three bands: Metric, Interpol, and Spoon. They're playing all together. I I don't know if it's like a thing, if they're touring all over the place like this. Yeah. It, also, I think what happened was he missed it. When it was here. Because they came through here, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but whatever. So we're going now.
1: <laughs> are you driving to Toronto? Or you no. Flying? You're flying.
2: We are flying. And it was a big hubbub because we almost drove, but uh, car rentals are bananas right now it's more than a than a flight honestly.
1: so it's cheaper to fly to toronto than the to drive it's if you're gonna if you're cheaper gonna rent, to fly if you're gonna rent. yes
2: if you rent I, a car it's like six hundo i'm just, not i'm just like well, wow yeah, for mean, like four days
1: jesus christ really? yeah
2: right that's what we found it was crazy my um, god i don't know what's happening well I, i'm sure that car i'm haywire. sure that
1: you know maintenance on cars and also i mean jesus christ gas alone is going to yeah. jack up the you know um, well
2: also because so because of the pandemic cars were not being made so then people yeah. it's this whole thing it's this whole thing where like because car new cars weren't made so people weren't buying cars so people weren't selling like their used yeah. cars this and is, then so that yeah it's
1: this is this pops up whenever you know whenever i do the uh for the people uh mm-hmm. episodes uh yeah. tom tom and i have talked about this about how you know, the the pandemic and the economy has affected not only cars and the manufacturing of cars, but you know, the sale of cars, used cars, and that goes that bleeds into rental cars. Yeah. Uh, you know, and all that kind yeah. of stuff. So yeah, it's exactly. been affected. All those businesses have been affected. So it's um, cheaper to fly to Toronto. Yeah. How long also, a couple, was it two hours?
2: No, not even. Like an hour and a half.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I've I've been it's, to Toronto several as times. As long as it
2: takes I've, as long as it takes to drive to Joliet that's how long uh, at, a flight at regular is. speed, <laughs> at posted speeds. Wow. Uh, that's how long it takes to get to Toronto.
1: I've never flown uh, to Toronto. I've been there several times. It's always yeah. via car, but I've, um, but I've never flown.
2: Yeah, and we got we we also were victims of the whole cancel flight cancellation thing, because we found so the whole thing too was so this show was happening and then Colin had found really cheap flights on like the canadian JetBlue, essentially
1: <laughs> right okay and
2: then they canceled them and they had no mm. more flights <laughs> oh man so then we just had to get regular price tickets which and there's no there's no it wasn't crazy that, right? expensive but yeah they just there's refunded a... him in that and they're like good luck oh man <laughs> but
1: you found you, you did find a, a yeah we
2: managed ticket. to find some that aren't like insane um how long are you gonna so be up ma- there? just uh thursday through sunday okay so just a few days. Um, but yeah, we're going to go see the show. And then we're also going to go see this comedian who is, I believe, from Toronto. Her name is Steph Tolev. She is hilarious. Um, we saw her in me, L.A. Remind me? We what, saw her. What, remind Remind you.
1: me of, of what, is, what is her act like? Because I am I kind of, I think I recognize the name. I don't know.
2: Um, really sure. She's, I, I don't know how to. I don't want to say it's raunchy. I mean, it is kind of raunchy. Yeah. Um, is it just
1: observational stuff that she does? Or, yeah. Or? Uh, yes. It's a
2: lot okay. of observational stuff. Uh, we saw her in L.A. in like someone's backyard.
1: <laughs> oh, really?
2: Well, because like everyone's everyone lives in L.A. All the comedians and stuff. So like right. you get to see like really good comedic acts at just like some dude's backyard. That's cool. Which is fun. That's cool. Um, but so, we so we saw a couple of friends who were performing, and then she was on the on the list too. Um, but she is hilarious. She's based out of L.A. and she actually performs at the Comedy Store. Like she's a regular.
1: Sure, that's a legendary at the Comedy uh, Store.
2: Yeah, yeah legendary. Um, place. But then we saw that she was playing the day we get in, so we're like, oh no, we have to get tickets because cool. she still now hasn't come know, to Chicago.
1: You know who ran so. the Comedy Store, right?
2: Uh, yeah, Polly Shore's mom.
1: That's right, Mitzi. Mitzi. Legendary for not paying her at her talent test. <laughs> uh, so many stories about the comedy store. So legendary. Yeah. That's great. That's really cool. Where's she playing in Toronto? Is there like a uh, comedy club?
2: Some comedy club. Knuckleheads. I think it's like- the comedy? What? It might be the comedy bar, honestly. The wacky dude? I, <laughs> nothing. <yeah. laughs> I actually think it's comedy bar. Yeah. It's not uh, as exciting.
1: <laughs> no, it's, not as exciting.
2: It's not not as exciting as Knuckleheads. No. Or...
1: Uh, knuckleheads is in uh, <laughs> the Mall of America in Minnesota. There you go. Knuck, knuckleheads, yeah, this, man, yeah.
2: Just regular old comedy bar. You
1: know, I uh, <laughs> I, I went to see uh, Cochran and John DeCasse and Mike Toomey and Tim mm-hmm. Baker do their the, the, uh, the 40th anniversary comedy thing. Um, the Fab 40 is what they called it. And it was uh-huh. at Zaney's in Rosemont. And, uh, you know, Cochran did a set, and he was the host for the entire evening, and John Decosse mm-hmm. and Mike Toomey and Tim Banker all went up there, and they killed. It was a wonderful night. And they were celebrating their 40th year doing comedy, and, like, Cochran was the host, and he interviewed all of them on stage afterwards, and it was really, really great. Nice. And then afterwards, Cochran comes up to me, and he's like, you know, the next time we do this, you're going to do a set. <laughs> and I haven't done stand up well, in a while.
2: Get your get your tight five ready.
1: Get my uh, <laughs> yeah, get my tight something ready. I don't know. I did it for a while. I did it for about a year and a half, two years. Um,
2: oh.
1: f- at uh, at Zaney's and Wells, uh, the last Wednesday of each month, I did it for almost two years.
2: Oh wow!
1: Um, I worked with uh, you know Patty, headlined a couple of times when I was on. I I opened for her a couple of times. Um, nice. and some other. Tom Green, I opened for Tom Green um, <laughs> because I knew him, and he was like, yeah, right.
2: right.
1: Um, so yeah, but then you know, Cochran's like, well, you did stand up, right? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, okay, the next time we do this, you're going up. And I'm I like, love I that know. you
2: did that right. Uh, <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, you're coming up. It's you're like, coming oh, up. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, and 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 by the way, I have worked that room once. I did work the the Zanies in Rosemont one time.
2: Mm, it is. There you go. It
1: is absolutely one of the best comedy rooms in the country. And I've gone to a lot of comedy clubs. It was mm-hmm. specifically designed for comedy and nothing else. You know, it wasn't like... like The, the, the original Zanies, which is one of the greatest rooms in the world, that yeah. didn't start out as a comedy club. That was like a shoe store or something. And they kind of converted right. <laughs> it. And yeah. then a lot of other comedy clubs are also concert venues or they blah, blah, blah. But they're not made specifically mm-hmm. exclusively for comedy. The Zanies in Rosemont was... Built and opened. I, what I mean, it was probably less than ten years. Maybe it's been mm-hmm. open.
2: Yeah, I remember when they were building all that stuff.
1: And yeah, that whole area, that whole mall right there is mm-hmm. madness. Jesus Christ! They have like an outdoor concert. Oh my God! I mean, that whole Rosemont area there. They've got like a Bub yeah. City and a Joe's there, and it's fucking nuts. It, I always forget. I believe
2: that- the uh, Toby Keith. America bar is gone. That's
1: though. Yeah, no, it's not. Now it's Joe's. There's Joe's garage. Like Joe no, yeah, Joe's whatever. bar. Joe's, Joe's bar and um uh shit, what was the other one that I just said? Joe's and um
2: There's a tiki bar there too. I saw something about of, it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway.
1: But yeah, so the next time they next time they're doing a they're doing a thing. I think it's in September. Cochran oh, was like you're going up and you're going to do you're going to do a set, and I'm like, oh, shit, all right.
2: <laughs> you so. better start a writing. Yeah. Well, you know, the first
1: time I ever did it, did I ever tell you the story about the first time I ever did it? No. All right, quickly, because uh, we, we're going to get to crazy neighbor stories, and I want to get to that, and I want to talk more about yes. your trip to Toronto, and, and make a couple of recommendations, if I may, because I've been there several times.
2: Oh, of course, yeah.
1: Um, but anyway, so the first time I ever did it, I was, the first time I ever did it, I had just moved into this apartment, and I was going, we were, I was going through a divorce, Mm-hmm. And oh, the, perfect. the money situation, <laughs> the money situation was not very strong at that yeah. time in my life. Uh, this was before, about a year and a half before I got the full-time gig at GN. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, with, with, you know, all the stuff that goes along with that, you know, like insurance right. and benefits <laughs> and that kind of stuff. Like a real yeah. job. I mean, I was yeah, getting paid. Course. I was getting paid for doing, you know, my shows on the weekends and fill-ins at GN. But, you know. Was, and it was fine. Um, but I needed more money. I was going through a divorce and I just moved into to this apartment and all that stuff. So I called up Bert, uh, Bert Haas, who for a long period of time ran, he just retired uh, about a year, a year ago or so. And mm-hmm. Bert was the boss at Zaney's and I knew him. I had had the comedians on the show. I've had him on my show and I called him up. I'm like, Hey, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking to make a, a little more scratch here. Can I come down to Zaney's one night and maybe just, uh, introduce the comics, you know, like walk up on stage and introduce the comics. He's like, yeah, mm. that's great. Why don't you do that? Come down uh, last Wednesday of the month, and maybe we can do it, like, a me- make it a monthly thing. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. So my idea was that I'd walk up on stage and go, how's everybody doing tonight? How are you? Nice to see you. Okay, um, uh, here's the first comedian, blah, 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 and introduce the first comedian. Then no. I'd come back <laughs> up and go, How- how's that? Don't forget to tip your waiters and your waitresses. That's, too, blah,
2: easy, blah. that's yeah, and- too easy, Nick. That's way too easy. So
1: so just the host thing and maybe like uh, a little interaction with the crowd. Like, do you have a birthday? Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. That,
2: do you have a birthday? Any birthdays? Are we celebrating yeah. any birthdays that, today? No, that's
1: a regular thing, Esmeral. That's a regular <laughs> thing that hosts oh, do. They do. Cochran yeah.
2: did it Friday night.
1: Cochran oh, did the, Lord. is it an anniversary? <laughs> is it a birthday? I'm not kidding. That is a regular thing at every set, at every comedy club that the host does. Gets the audience involved uh, via birthday, anniversary, celebrations, all that shit. So anyway, uh, I walk in that night, and I'm 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 like, okay, this will be fun. I'm making a little extra money, and it'll be it'll be cool. I'll get to meet some comedians, and and I walk into the green room, um, which is in the back behind the bar upstairs. That's where the green room is at uh, Zanies on Wells. I walk mm-hmm. in, and there's Pat McGann. Okay, and uh, for a very long time, Pat McGann was the host. Uh, the regular host. It was split. Those duties were split between Vince Moranto and Pat McGann. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I walk in and Pat's there and I'm like, Oh, okay. Cause he was the host and he would do like a little set and he would host. And I walked in, I saw him there and I'm like, Oh, I guess I'm not going to do the thing tonight. You know? And Pat's like, Hey, how's it going? And we just met, you know, briefly. And then Bert comes in. He's like, Hey, how's it going? I'm like, Oh, I did. I did. I come on the wrong night. Cause Pat's yeah. here. You know, and, and and he's like, oh, no, no, oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot Pat's here. Right, listen, why don't you just go up and do 10? I go, what? <laughs> he goes, just go up and do 10. And I'm like, g- g- uh, w- 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 what are you saying to me? He's like, yeah. <laughs> Pat will do the host stuff. Why don't you go up first? You can do 10, 15. Want to do 15? You can do 15. I'm like, whoa, whoa, oh, wait. Wow. Wait, 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 whoa, what? And so it's like, yeah. And then Pat's like, yeah, come on up. Just do 10, do 15. So that's the first night. I went up. Oh, my God. I had nothing prepared. I I expected to maybe interact a little bit with the audience and just introduce the comedians. That's what I thought I was right. going to do.
2: Right. Yeah.
1: And so Pat's like, no, nah, I'll write you. What, how do you want me to introduce you? And I'm like, uh, man who's going to shit a brick. Could you introduce me <laughs> that way? And so uh, that was I was thrown into the deep end. And what I did was, he's like, go up do 15. And so... I went up, I had nothing prepared. I walked in expecting to just introduce other comedians. And then Pat's introducing me and saying, here he is to do a set. Nick Degilio from WGN Radio. <laughs> uh, so I walk up there and what I did was I took a couple of my rants and stories that I had told a million times on the air mm-hmm. and just did them and kind of dropped in a couple of F-bombs. Right. You know? So I'm not sure if I told the grill man story because that's an old go-to for me. Right. But I did some of the other ones, you know, some of the other sort of favorite listener favorites of, you know, stories that I've told. Mm-hmm. And I killed. And I was like, oh. nice, And so <laughs> I did. I uh, can do
2: this. I, I
1: guess I can do this. Now, you know, granted, that was the first time I went up. I bombed a couple of other times. It's, you know, you never know what's mm. going to happen. But yeah. that first time, I was like, well, fuck you. This is easy. You know, I, <laughs> I came in here unprepared, and I just killed for 15 minutes. And um, and then everybody was like, wow, great set. Oh, man, that's awesome. And then I was like, oh, this could be fun. And then Bert was like, just come back. You, you won't have to be the host. Come back every month, last Wednesday of each month, and just come up and do 10 or 15. And that's what I did for almost two years.
2: Oh, there you go. Yeah, it was fun.
1: It was fun. But that first night, yeah, just go up and do 10. I'm like, What? <laughs> <laughs> Wow. What? So, anyway, uh, but it was great and I and I got to work with a, a a lot of really great comedians and and meet a lot of people and just and it was cool to just hang out in the back with the comics and drink and yeah. like, you know, it was just it was a lot of fun. It was it was it was a lot of fun. And that and that actually all came, you know, rushing back to me last Friday when I was sitting in the back of the club,
2: you know, with the other <laughs> comedians
1: watching Cochrane and watching, you know, to me and those guys on stage, and I was like, "Wow, this yeah. is great!" And then, and afterwards, Cochran's like, "The next time we go up, you're, you're doing ten or 15 I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> oh shit!" <Lord. laughs> so anyway, but so, uh, so comedy club. You're going to a concert. Any other plans? Yep. Have you looked? Have you looked stuff up um, in Toronto that you yeah, want to do? We've
2: been we've been looking stuff up and marking things on a map.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but yeah, it's just just gonna. Are you staying? In, are you staying wander in,
1: around in the city proper in Toronto? Like?
2: Yeah, we're just staying at an Airbnb.
1: Okay. Um, well. I will say this uh make sure you have the poutine. Right. Um uh, that's a that's a must and I know you probably heard that a million times. Um it's it, it is not hockey season. So uh I I would have recommended going to a Maple Leaf Maple Leafs game because that's always Right. A lot of, um what else? Hey, uh if you see any Exclusive Canadian Saga memorabilia. Pick it up for me.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'll make sure to go to the Saga store because I'm sure there is one, right? I'm telling Esmeralda.
1: (laughs) Let me tell you something. There might not be a Saga store, but and I'm not. I'm not kidding. Mm -hmm. Uh, They are still massive in Canada.
2: I'll I'll make sure to not yell. Like, if there's a lull at the concert, I'll yell, Saga is the best. And then best. they'll go, they'll go we'll yeah, see what happens. the whole
1: place will go yeah. nuts, man. Just a, a will...
2: wave, a wave yeah. starts, like.
1: Yeah. I can lend you my Saga t-shirt you can wear to the show, and then people will think you're oh, local. Boy. People will think you're yeah. local.
2: Yeah. I'll you just, know? I'll step off the plane with that thing on. It's funny because we'll we will see were... how people.
1: Because I've been, as you know, I've been a Saga fan for 40 years, like over 40 mm-hmm. years. Um, and they're mm-hmm. a band out of Canada, blah, 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 that they never, I mean, they had a couple of hits here in America, and there was a little time in the 80s when people kind of knew who they were, but yeah. in Canada, they're like legends in Canada, and and uh, evidently in Europe, and especially uh, outside of Europe, they're Puerto Rico for some reason. They're the biggest, as you know. Yeah. They have an incredible family. But I remember when we were driving up there one time in the late 80s, and, and many of the times that I drove up to Toronto were for... Uh, Hawks games. That was the mo- mm-hmm. you know that was the main reason for going. I've been to other places in in Canada as well, but the main reason mm-hmm. for going to Toronto was hey let's go. We'll drive up to Toronto for the weekend. We'll go see a Hawks game, and especially if they were in the playoffs. If they were playing the leagues yeah. in the playoffs, so that was the main reason. And every time we would drive up there, when we'd hit that uh, that border uh, and go through, and the radio frequency would change. I'm not kidding mm-hmm. you, Esmeralda. You'd hear a Saga song every ten minutes. <laughs> I'm not, no. I am not kidding. Uh, and I was in heaven. My friends were like, oh, Jesus Christ. You know, they were, they were all like, they, you know, they didn't care about like Saga like at all. another Saga song. And then you're like, like God- yeah, okay, another Saga song. Right. It's right. And they were B-sides <laughs> and shit that you would never hear, you know, wow. on American radio. So I was in my cups, man. I was happy. And so, um, so yeah, I'm not, I'm not kidding, Esmeralda. You will, if you go to like a record store, you'll see Saga sections. I'm not. Oh boy! <laughs> I'm not kidding. So expect some deep saga love uh, when you get. I'm there. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, I've been there in a long time. I'm trying to think of. Uh, I can't think of any restaurants. I went to a lot of bars, but I I don't know if they're still right. around.
2: I know I have um, to go to a Tim Hortons.
1: Of course you do. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that goes without saying. And get you gotta some go to...
2: and get some ketchup chips.
1: Get some. You gotta get. You gotta get pie though. You gotta get pie and you gotta get coffee. Yes. Yeah. yeah, no. Tim Hortons. have to get go to some
2: uh, ketchup flavored chips. Yep, apparently they that's have a that. huge thing in Canada.
1: Yeah. Uh, ketchup flavored <laughs> chips are big in Canada, and um, you know they used to be. They used to, you'd have to do like a money exchange in Canada. Now, I guess, like, you can... You, well,
2: you, I mean, they have Canadian dollars, yeah. They
1: do. They have Canadian dollars and, and, <laughs> and, and all of that stuff. But I don't know what the difference is, like, if you're going to be paying... Because you can use regular... You can use, you know, you can use American money. Right. Uh, but I don't know if that... If, you know, what... The, oh, I'm sorry, what the,
2: not ketchup chips. All dressed chips. Right, all
1: dressed. That's right. <laughs> all dressed.
2: Um, yeah, I don't know what the difference is. I mean, I barely use cash here, so.
1: Yeah, I mean, now nowadays it's like nobody uses cash anyway, you know. So it's all you know, it's all you know, cards and phones and shit. So you won't have to worry about that, right? But back in the day, we would make jokes and we'd go up there and go, "How many, how many lira do you have left?" We would say that kind of stuff. We would call it lira.
2: <laughs> it's so. more so one dollar, one U.S. dollar is equal to a dollar thirty, Canadian. Okay. CAD, if you will. <laughs> CAD.
1: Okay. All right. Well, you'll get you'll get a pretty good deal then, I guess.
2: I think. Yeah. Or it's... no, I
1: mean a dollar thirty. You get a dollar thirty for a dollar. You're getting. Well, no, 30... one
2: dollar is so one Canadian dollar is equal to seventy-seven cents US.
1: <laughs> oh, I see.
2: So no, I won't get a good deal.
1: Right. Mm. Okay. Or like
2: I am essentially paying more? thirty
1: cents more per dollar. Thirty cents. Yeah. More yeah.
2: Per dollar. yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: All right. Well, enjoy
2: getting ripped off. Oh well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you'll have fun. Toronto's a great town. It really is. It's a really cool city. And, yeah. Um,
2: no, I, I've, I've heard like everybody's like, oh, Toronto. It is. Yeah. You'll maybe I'll time. see some celebrities. Maybe. Because people maybe. film there.
1: And uh, and that, yeah, a lot of people film there. And we, as we were discussing, maybe you can discuss with the actual Canadians, uh, and and quiz them on why their TV is so weird. Why their TV shows are so weird. Yeah, that's what I'm going to go up
2: there and be like, hey, are you from here? Yeah. Why is your TV so weird what? looking?
1: Why is your TV so weird? Why, do you, why are your TV shows so weird? And where can I buy the new saga? That's what you need to.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly. Yep. I'm going to make all the friends asking all the
1: questions. Hey, get me a Molson's. Where's the saga? And why are your TV shows so weird?
2: Why are they so weird? And not that great. Not yeah. that
1: great. <laughs> or just go up there and just start quoting, you know, from a strange brew the, with the McKenzie brothers. Just start quoting. Yeah. Just start quoting that.
2: I'm sure they'll love it. They'll love yeah. it. They'll be the like, where are you version, from? The,
1: <laughs> yeah. the greatest version of Hamlet ever is Strange Brew. <laughs> so, uh, what was the last time? you Have you seen? Have you ever seen Strange Brew? Bob and Doug McKenzie? No. Movie? Oh, Man, God. What? It's classic. Classic. You know Bob and Doug McKenzie.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh,
1: Take off there. Take off, eh? You know, the, the whole. Yeah, take yeah. Take off to the great wide. No. Oh, by the way, you got to listen to Rush, too. You got to bust out some oh, Rush. Oh, right oh. Up
2: there. Well, who doesn't always yeah. listen to Rush? Goddamn right. <laughs> um, Your day is not done until you listen to Rush.
1: <laughs> it's a lot of great Canadian bands, man. <laughs> Triumph. Tell them, tell them you enjoy some Triumph. Yeah, sure. Watch. Man, they will. <laughs> oh, goddamn Brian Adams. Bust out mm-hmm. some Brian
2: Adams. I'm going to be considered a god there from all the (laughs) music that I'll be like. Saga, I'll just yell the the names. Brian Adams, you're the coolest. Triumph, (laughs) Rush, come on! Like, wow, you know so much. (laughs) Uh,
1: Mm -hmm. Right. Anyway, Mm -hmm. uh, so enjoy your trip uh, to Tarante. Hey, they are. How about this? Are you you ready for? Are you ready for a segue? Go for it. You know, Toronto is our neighbor to the north. See
2: what I did there? Oh. (laughs) Wow. God damn it. We're the the bad neighbors of poor Canada.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Well, anyway, we were talking about crazy neighbors, and we have uh, some stories that we're going to get to. You told some crazy neighbor stories. We found out that you live with a crazy neighbor. (laughs) Yes. Um, I told some crazy neighbor stories, uh, uh, from when I lived in Andersonville, uh, with the, the crazy, you know, uh, garden upstairs from me where people oh were growing yeah. vegetables <laughs> and the, uh, goddamn resume. I don't need a goddamn resume people and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, so we've yeah. got some more here. And I, and I asked people, <laughs> listeners and, and, and stuff to, to send some in and we have some other great ones. I have a few here from listeners. Are you ready mm-hmm. for
2: one? Go for
1: it. Okay, here's Sarah. She says, we dubbed this set of neighbors the terribles, quote unquote. Oh, Lord. <laughs> um, Now, here, here we go. In addition to the booby trap they set for me. Okay, well, right <laughs> wow. there.
2: Just, yeah, like, okay.
1: <laughs> right out of the gate, she's like, you Yikes. know, confounding me. Uh, So, in addition to the booby trap they set for me, there were several other things they did in the short time that they lived in the adjacent unit. Adjacent unit. that He used to do traffic for me on the show. Yeah, man, adjacent (laughs) unit. Um, They stole packages, we presume. Accused us of stealing their riding mower from a shared garage. Okay. Uh, They put spent fireworks in our mailbox... So like, so fireworks that were blown up, they put them in their mailbox.
2: Yeah. Okay. Okay. That just seems like lazy. Like they were just like they didn't want to go to the garbage. So they're
1: like, Let's just stick them in our neighbor's this is mailbox. Fine. Um, <laughs> stole our broom and threw it on the garage roof. They ransacked my car, which was parked in the garage. They smashed glass bottles on the driveway. Burned Thanks. anything and everything in the in the fire pit had their one-year-old running around at 3 a.m. in the room above us with cartoons blasting loudly.
2: Oh, God.
1: The day they moved in, someone was throwing things out the upstairs window onto the lawn, like clothes, stereo speaker, suitcases, and when I questioned them about it, they said it was because the roof was leaking.
2: (laughs) Wait, what?
1: (laughs) So I guess they were throwing stuff out the window and said, what are you doing? Why are you doing it? it's like, the roof is leaking, so we're throwing stuff out the window. <laughs> and Sarah said it was a wild ride, to say the least. So hmm. Ransacked their car, threw a broom up on the roof of their garage, uh, accused them of stealing their riding mower, busted glass everywhere, burned everything in a fire, had a one-year-old running around at 3 o'clock in the morning with cartoons blasting. So that's Jesus. the the Terribles.
2: That so. would be a good TV show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: The Terribles. Wow, that sounds crazy. I like the whole, yeah, the the roof is leaking, so we're just chucking everything out the window.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's what you do, right?
1: Yeah, that's what you do.
2: Like, uh, hmm, of course, that makes complete sense.
1: (laughs) Okay, so that's another one. Here's Jim. Jim says uh, that they had ordered many packages to be delivered, and they never got them. Uh uh-huh. and then someone the 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 person that was living above them they say that the person that was living above them uh when they moved out the landlord opened up the door and every package from every person was there unopened. <laughs> so the okay. people that lived there took the packages didn't even bother to open them but just kept them in their apartment until they got until they were moved until they moved out and then that's where their packages were. Wow. I mean, I I don't even understand that. What's the logic behind that?
2: And unopened? Unopened.
1: So, like, not just just their packages, but, like, everybody in the building's packages were taken from the lobby or where they were left and kept in that apartment for months until they moved out, and then all the packages were left in there unopened, is what Jim said.
2: What? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they just liked getting packages, but then they're like, well, I don't want to be uh you know what do you call it um uh, accused of theft yeah because it's not a federal know, because... I
1: guess it's not a federal offense until you open it is that the deal like you could I take mean... somebody's mail and then not yeah I guess when you open it that's yeah I when mean you...
2: you could always just be like oh this was sent to me on accident right as long as you don't open it I think you're fine <laughs> yeah
1: so they had stuff in there for months that was for the other tenants unopened
2: wow That's Uh, insane.
1: Completely insane. People are nuts, Esmeralda. You know that.
2: People are fucking nuts. Also, I'm just like, where are you keeping all this stuff? Like, I know it's in your house, but like, isn't it a bother considering it's just boxes that you're not opening? Yeah. Yeah. So they're just I, piling up in your apartment. Piling like, up, why you don't it
1: doesn't. He, he didn't specify. Jim didn't hmm. specify the sizes. I'm sure. Like, I, I would imagine. Yeah, sort but for of like,
2: months, I'm going yeah. to imagine it's going to be a, a pile at least.
1: Oh yeah, completely. Whether it whether it be big <laughs> envelopes, because you could have like a big envelope and
3: or boxes.
1: Yeah, or but just imagine,
2: like, yeah. like, imagine in your house a pile of, of packages, in yeah. any form, boxes or envelopes or whatever. <laughs> Yeah. It just seems like a lot.
1: Uh, and how
2: many built how many apartments were in there? I
1: don't it doesn't say. He didn't say Jim So, didn't
2: like, say. I mean, imagine if it's like three. Three. Mm-hmm. And people get regular packages all the time. Oh my God. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's how so about much. that? Just leaving it in the apartment. Um so now let weird. me ask you this, Esmeralda. Do you 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 have but you guys are lucky because in your unit you have a washer dryer, right?
2: Yes. Okay,
1: so that's a, that's a luxury that I don't have that I wish that I had. I mean, you know, how you know, how here's the thing about that. If I actually had a washer dryer in here, I would have no need for a hamper because I would just do the laundry. You know what I mean? Like if it were I mean, do you know what I mean? I would not it would not pile yeah. up. It would it, you know, I would just be like, yeah, you know, you know, I would just do a load here and there. Um but as a result, you know, like I let it load up, I let the I let the hamper, you know, load up and then I bring it over to the coin op. But you have in the past, I'm assuming in the years that you've lived in different apartments and stuff like that, uh, you've had the wonderful opportunity to share the laundry room with other tenants.
2: Um, Yes. Totally. Do you have have any stories
1: about shared laundry rooms that uh, that you- I mean,
2: yeah. I remember just um, people leaving their stuff in for like, they would let it dry and not come get it. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, which was always annoying because I would give them like a half hour time limit, like from when I see it, Yeah, I'd go, okay, half an hour for you to come get your stuff. Right. And if I didn't, if I come back a half hour later and it's still in there, I just threw it, like I pull it out and throw it on the table or whatever.
1: Right. Um, which is, which is, I guess the common practice. Here's the thing though. Um, I, I I agree with you. I, that's exactly what happened to me. You know, whenever and and I don't. I very 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 rarely use the laundry room here in mm-hmm. this building. Very rarely. Um, but I don't like touching other people's stuff. I, I mean, I
2: don't either. But I'm just like. And,
1: yeah. No. I understand. I need
2: to use this dang machine.
1: <laughs> right. But um, I just don't. I don't like doing that. And that's another reason why I don't like shared laundry rooms because I don't. Even if they, if it has been sitting there for a long time, I I still won't touch it. I mm-hmm. uh, I just won't do that. Um but that doesn't stop other people from taking shit out uh of the dryer that I've gone through in uh, years past where it's not dry yet and they just take it out and throw it.
2: Oh, no, 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 no. Or
1: they take it out of the washer. <laughs> they take it out oh, of the washer. Oh,
2: no. Uh, after I the spin be. cycle and they uh-uh. drop it on the
1: on the table before you can put it in the laundry before you can put it in the dryer. So I've had uh-uh. that done.
2: Which I to mean, me is like unless crossing you're... a line. No, totally. But unless you I mean if you left it there for too long.
1: No, this is like
2: like literally minutes or whatever. Yeah, I was
1: like never you. want I never left laundry. I would always time it out. I I know exactly what time I put it in the dryer or what time I put it in the washer and I'd go back down there. Usually I would come down like when, I was always good about it. Whenever I would come down uh uh if it were in the dry if it were in the washer it was in the spin cycle. Uh, I would mm-hmm. never, you know, and then it, the spin cycle would end and I would push it into the dryer. And boom, and I'd know what time that would end. But yeah. there were times when I would come down there where clearly my my wa- my the washing cycle was not done. They would just take them out the wet clothes and throw them on the table. No. Yes. I
2: no, <laughs> I can't. I oh, I would be livid.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, that's not cool. No, that's not why. Cool well, at
2: all. I also I um in my last apartment, I didn't want to go down to the creepy basement. Mm-hmm. And then there was a laundromat down the way but it was like a block and a half or so away and i just i i hated it i hated I understand. having to go over there yep yep of course um so i just bought a like a tiny japanese laundry
1: machine <laughs> we talked about this on the on the show yeah yeah we talked so about that
2: it that to me was like i'm done yeah. and then so when i moved from there i was like i absolutely want my own washer dryer mm-hmm. and we luckily we found one with a washer dryer no, but I, it's, it's only a one-bedroom, which stinks, but I have a washer-dryer.
1: Well, yeah, <laughs> so. I would ch- – yeah, I mean, if that if that were, you know, if that were, like, the deal, I would choose the washer-dryer for sure. There's yeah. No, there's no question about it. I mean, it.
2: we're paying – we probably could have found a two-bedroom or whatever that's much bigger than this place, but this has a washer-dryer.
1: No, that's a huge <laughs> thing, man. Uh, seriously, Esmeralda, that's huge. That is a huge yeah. thing. Um, and now
2: I'm completely done. I don't want to – no. I don't want to touch – Laundromats, yep. I don't want to touch yep. group machines. I no, I got no. my own.
1: I'm with you. <laughs> I told. I'm totally with you. And uh yeah. So but anyway, the, the whole shared laundry room experience is just that's a whole nother level of crazy ass neighbors that yeah, is just, I hate that's, it. that's it's I hate, I hate it. it too. I can't stand it. And then also
2: but, I always was in places with coins. Yeah. I never got to deal with like even the laundromat never had the ones around me, don't there might be like one. Farther away, but none of the ones that I know of have credit card or whatever. That no, you can just... always quarters, always all quarters. quarters. Yep. Oh, it's even at the condo,
1: when when uh, when Heather and I were in a condo, uh, we didn't have washer dryer in our unit. We you know we wanted to at some point do that. Yeah, uh, but we did, but we didn't. Maybe she did. I don't know because she kicked me out of the goddamn place. <laughs> but uh, but we would we would go down to the laundry and it was coin operated there too, even in the condo.
2: <sighs> yeah, yeah. I just. And then the fact that you can't do anything to the machine, um, like you run the thing as you run the thing, and say you need, I don't know, a little bit more time or whatever, like on the dryer. Yeah. You can't just put in like no a quarter. You have to put yeah, in the no. full thing. You have to run yep. the whole. Ugh. Yep. I hate it. Yep. I hate all of it.
1: <laughs> all right we have uh this will be the uh the so our good friend Deanna has some classic uh, neighbor stories we've had like four or mm-hmm. five of them here that and, I, and we thank you for sharing some of them we had a couple of uh um the voicemails <laughs> well I didn't play this one I didn't choose to play this one because this guy was clearly loaded so I didn't <laughs>
2: <laughs> right
1: it was I was checking the voicemail and this was left at around three thirty in the morning on a mm-hmm. on a Friday Okay. And he's like, my neighbor's yeah. an asshole, and he was like really loaded. So I'm like, all right, I'm
2: someone's gonna... someone's venting. That's yeah, what...
1: yeah. So I'm I didn't I chose not to share that, but thank you. And I think his name was oh shit, what was his name? Steve maybe, Who's, who mm. who left the message. Thank you for getting drunk and leaving that message, uh, <laughs> at uh, again at seven seven three four one seven six nine four eight. If you want to leave a voicemail, but here are a couple. Here we go. Uh, some of the stories mm-hmm. I know came from our condo board president who was the Mm. Gladys Kravitz of the neighborhood. (laughs) Oh. Okay, so she, Gladys Kravitz, for people who don't know, was the neighbor in Bewitched, like the the nosy neighbor. Mm -hmm. It says, young, unmarried couple with a baby from small town Indiana. Um, She was terrified living in the big city. They fought all the time, especially on Sunday for some reason. They liked to vacuum the hardwood floors at 11 p.m., which I never understood because she was home all day. Right. She went to Indiana for a few weeks around Christmas. Turned up pregnant shortly after that. Um, so the math was done. It was not the boyfriend's kid. The day she moved out, she paced the apartment for four hours straight.
2: Oh no, that's quite a saga. There are more, <laughs> isn't it?
1: Number two, young unmarried couple again with female. Wait, is friend. it the same one? No. Okay. No, this is different. Young, oh, wow. This is number two. Young unmarried couple. No luck. And their female friend. This was, by the way, when uh um, these were all four all four sets of people lived. Let's see. This is when I lived as far north as you could in Rogers Park, and the mm-hmm. condo had bad juju. Other than college. It Clearly. Was the only seven years of my life that I had people living above me. And they apparently had never lived in a multi-unit dwelling before. <sighs> <laughs> there were four sets of people that lived up there for those seven years. Yeah. Um, so here are here, here are here here they are. So here's another one. A young unmarried couple and their female friend, they were just obnoxiously loud all the time, playing video games, watching sports, walking around in heels for hours before they'd go out for the night, and then they would stumble in loudly drunk. Had to call the cops once when they're fighting after a night of drinking actually scared me. Broken glass, dogs yelping at one point. Um <laughs> And my dogs were yelping, and don't fuck with my dog, she says. Um, The two girls left with the dog before the police ever got there. So they took their dog and they left. Hmm. They also stopped walking the dog for some reason at one point and would just let him out on the back porch to do his business, and the pee went through the boards onto my porch, and then the porch below me.
2: Oh, God.
1: They stopped when they realized what was going on. Apparently, when they moved out, the guy wasn't... Helping the girlfriend's stuff down to the moving truck, and she inquired as to why he snickered and told her she wasn't uh, moving to the new place with him.
2: Hmm. He had a
1: boyfriend and she didn't know about it that when they moved in together.
2: oh boy Wow
1: this sounds like I mean this sounds like more trauma than Melrose place, doesn't it? Well, yeah, I'm also like, why watch TV? Yeah.
2: everything is there for you. Yeah.
1: All right. Number four, divorced guy who occasionally had his young boys. He was actually pretty quiet most of the time, but then there was the night he would come home drunk at around 2 a.m. He forgot his keys. He decided to attempt oh, no. to f- to climb the wrought iron fence in the back of the building. Failed miserably. He impaled himself in the upper hey. thigh.
2: Oh, God.
1: The downstairs neighbor heard him screaming, called an ambulance. I happened to wake up during this. Uh, Hadn't heard anything, but saw the flashing lights when I woke up and caught the tail end of the situation. He was fine after a bunch of stitches.
2: I mean, yeah, but oof, that's wow. How
1: about this? (laughs) The third couple and child were the biggest issue. Uh, They called each other husband and wife, but they weren't married. She was apparently still married to the first husband, her first husband, who was still a resident of the penal system. And they didn't get divorced for some reason. Overall, they were just very loud, heavy-forced people who regularly let the kid jump off the couch over and over again after I got home from work in the evening. They also seemed to regularly move furniture around in the bedroom late at night. And I got to listen to them have (laughs) sex. Oh, cool. (laughs) Then she left him, took the kid, moved back to St. Louis, and I guess um, he didn't know what was happening. Uh, Then he started dating again, and according to Mrs. Kravitz... He met a trans woman at a bar, and the new girlfriend had had to tell him that she was trans. Mm-hmm. I have absolutely zero issue with anyone's gender or sexual preferences, but when I met the girlfriend, I was also surprised she had to tell him she was trans because she looked like a man with long hair and spoke in a high voice. I suppose it was a in a dark bar, and it was and they were very drunk. Uh, but then, regardless, uh, they moved in, they moved their furniture all around, uh, had sex more than anyone ever did than he did with his wife, and I ended up posting a statement on Facebook. It says, Note to my upstairs neighbor, while I am happy for you that you are seemingly have an active love life and are very much enjoying your not-quite-a-lady-yet companion, I need to make some requests. One, put a rug down under your bed to aid as a barrier, much like a floor condom. Two, (laughs) put some kind of bumper against the wall to help prevent me from feeling like I'm in bed with you. Three, purchase some WD-40. Use it on the bed frame. Your moans do not drown out the squeak. <laughs> oh, no. For engage in sexy time at a more reasonable hour. I know you have to get up early <laughs> to go to work. Uh, um, the phone on your nightstand is on vibrate, and it alerts me to the fact.
2: <laughs> oh, my gosh. I actually, the upstairs neighbors, I, I, we, we would sometimes hear the phone vibrating. Is that is right? It's crazy. Because I'd be just like, what? who's is that your phone and i just could hear it and i'm well one nuts? i'm just like is it on the floor because how am i hearing this so clearly yeah oh, i don't know
1: god that's insane number five foreplay. although I, I
2: did see i did see a tiktok though that said like when people complain about like the noise like that that you should get your landlord to then because it's kind of on him because it's the apartment. That they yeah. need to then like soundproof. Maybe or they'll pay yeah. for the rug or something. Right. <laughs> so top tip, <laughs> you can get your landlord to okay. pay for get these things. Get your landlord to.
1: to st- Number five foreplay. Use it may aid you in being able to be uh, more, uh, more easily walk to the the next day to your sessions that are because they're quite extensive. Six learn not to walk so heavy heeled uh, on your post foray to the bathroom and subsequent trip to the kitchen. <laughs> Gosh. Um. And yours in safe sex, your sleep deprived neighbor. So that was put up. Then the condo board president saw this and took it upon himself to talk to the neighbors. It turns out that he and his wife, and now he and his girl, and he and the girlfriend were actually mm-hmm. filming amateur porn.
2: Oh, wow.
1: So they actually were moving furniture around frequently for this. Right. Um, his <laughs> lease was up shortly after I posted this, and they were already planning on moving. So that was my time and place. Uh, on Greenview, that's where she lived. On Greenview,
2: that's funny.
1: Uh, watching worst, <laughs> watching worst roommate ever on Netflix and Fear Thy Neighbor on ID just shows me how bad things can get. So it wasn't that bad. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, right. A little amateur porn. They a little could bit better. murder you. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say a little bit be better murdered. than being murdered. Yeah. So <laughs> there you go. So all right. Wow.
2: Yeah, I haven't. Had anything that bad? No, yikes! Not at all. I, you
1: know, I thought I thought people taking the my clothes out of the laundry was bad,
2: right? Or growing <laughs> so, plants on the yeah. ground of the floor. <laughs> plants on the ground, yes.
1: So, all right. Well, there it is. Those are our uh, our crazy. Thank you for uh, participating. And again, if you want to participate in any of our craziness, leave your yeah. voicemails at seven seven three four one seven six nine four eight. Drop us an email at nickdpodcast at gmail dot com. My thanks to Jason Skaggs and my thanks to Ed. Hey, uh, hey! you want to be a part of the podcast as a sponsor? Advertise with us. Sales at RadioMisfits.com. Sales at RadioMisfits.com. Hey, Esmeralda, have a great time in, uh, in Toronto. Oh, thank you. In, uh, enjoy the concert, enjoy the stand-up comedy, and enjoy Saga. Yeah. <laughs> Who
2: knows? I might just bump into them.
1: You might bump into <laughs> No, they're on tour, by the way, in Europe. Ah, uh, okay. So okay. I know that because I'm part of their fan club. Um, <laughs> oh, hey, speaking it. of Canada, Esmeralda, you know who's going to be on, hmm? the, uh, on, the, uh, on the next
2: podcast? Who's that?
1: Dan Feinberg.
2: <laughs> oh, boy. I'll make yeah. sure to, to say hi to his family. Say hi to his family up in Because it's that Toronto. small, right?
1: <laughs> it is. You'll be able to see Dan Feinberg's family, no problem. I'm
2: just going to, yeah, anybody I walk into, do you know Dan Feinberg? And they go, <laughs> oh, I know the Feinbergs. <laughs> yeah, I know them very well.
1: So Dan Feinberg, TV critic from The Hollywood Reporter and the fine print. Canadian as well. Very famous Mm -hmm. Canadian will be joining us on the next episode. As well, have a great trip, and I will talk to you when you get back. Thank you. All right. Uh, And if you want to uh, join us again, uh, 773-417-6948, nickdpodcast at gmail.com. Rate and review us on every platform and leave us your feedback as well. Thank you to everybody, Radio Misfits, and thank you for listening to the Nick D Podcast, and we'll see you next time.